hello, hello, doll faces. I am so grateful that you are still here and spending another week with me. It's been a quite a busy one here at Balisang and Company, but I'm so happy that I finally get to talk to you guys again. And you know, the topic for the day, um, as you can see in the title, it's kind of like reminding me of the early days of business, right? Back in the day when actually having a relationship with your clients was the main currency. So I've probably shared the story on how I got my very first client on Upwork and it had absolutely nothing to do with all the finesse and all the tips that I teach you guys. I mean, the tips that I, that I teach you guys during our proposal sending sessions. Um, shameless plug, the paid squad is, you know, it's amazing. I love it. Um, <laughs> So the whole goal behind the paid squad is to get you guys to um, five figures as freelancers in 12 weeks. So I'm very excited about that. Now it is evergreen in a sense that you can join any time you want to, but I do encourage you to check it out before the early bird specials and the chicken specials are sold out, right? Um, one time only. So stay tuned. And if you're not on my mailing list, why? Uh, check in the show notes. I will include a link to um, the waitlist. So what brought this on was the fact that my former business coach was basically um, talking about how having seen people get social media fatigue and kind of go back to simply fostering relationships. Um, and these are really high level business owners. I can see now why maybe some of us have started to potentially reach a point in our freelancing journey where it just seems like a hard stop, like something's happening in the atmosphere and I refuse to believe it's because of a recession. No, no, I'm still, you know, getting interviews. I'm still getting clients in my pipeline. I'm still sending high conversion um, proposals that end up a couple of months months down the line, excuse me, the client calls back or comes back and says, oh my gosh, loved your proposal. Um, yeah, let's, how can we get started together? So yeah, and you know, the funny thing is some of my older students are also asking me, where did all the good clients go in this economy? So I wanna speak from the heart about that. And I feel like there's been a shift back to personal, right? So because of the advent of artificial intelligence, everybody is exhausted. Like we have AI fatigue more than we have social media fatigue. Um, I like artificial intelligence in the sense that it has given us a level playing field. Now we have true information symmetry, in my opinion, as long as you double check the outputs from the um, AI models that you're using, especially the chatbots, right? So that's great. But what it's also done is that it's created fatigue on the side of clients on platforms such as Upwork and Fiverr. So because of the inherent possibility and risk of abuse by uh, certain freelancers when it comes to sending proposals using the power of artificial intelligence, clients have found themselves overwhelmed with pretty low quality projects and kind of, we call it spam to be quite honest. And so this has brought me to a point where I came to a critical realization that despite the power 
of online platforms and artificial intelligence, true business success often really thrives on genuine relationships. I mentioned before months ago that uh, my freelancing had kind of come to a grinding halt on Upwork. And so in that moment, I had two options, look elsewhere or tap in to previous clients and see, you know, if there's anything that we could continue to do together. And what ended up happening is that these former clients turned into retainer clients, um, as in guaranteed monthly income. And so I want to talk to you guys about the um, drawbacks of over-reliance on continuously getting new leads, right? So Upwork and social media, to be quite honest, like LinkedIn, has really changed the business um, landscape in a sense that now it's instantaneous. You can send your resume or your curriculum vitae in like a matter of seconds, right? And you can apply to a hundred potential projects or jobs in an hour, um, depending on, you know, the systems that you've put in place. And if you're in the paid squad, you know that you can absolutely do that in record time. But what this does is that because of this vast audience, we sometimes have shallow connections. And so what I always try to kind of remind my mentees is that guys you don't want to have shallow connections you want to have deep connections you want to have conversations with clients so while ai tools are fine and dandy at the end of the day you're human right and the person on the receiving end of the communication is human and so we really have to go deeper as far as, you know, saying, oh, I don't know how to do X, Y, and Z, I think AI has made that so much easier for us. And the combination of AI coupled with something like YouTube just makes it so much more actionable. So we are kind of slowly running out of excuses. However, with that being said, we run the risk of removing ourselves and completely detaching from each project and every single outreach we have with clients on platforms like Upwork. So... I think on top of that, there's a huge potential or risk for burnout. And also there's a huge um, potential for dissatisfaction for business owners who kind of were expecting more. I'll say that. And especially if you're a freelancer that focuses solely on numbers, there is going to be that risk of burnout and dis uh, dissatisfaction. So I'm going to give you guys... Um, kind of like what brought this on for me. I'm going to tell you a story about my past experience where building a relationship led to an unexpected opportunity. So I was watching, I'll just say it, a Mind Valley. Um, I don't know if you can call it a masterclass or some, it was just a huge thing that they were doing related to, of course, artificial intelligence. And I was like, okay, what are they going to say? And at the end, I sent a message to a previous client and I said, I would love to train a model on you pro bono and have it be the one with, you know, a couple of automations to take care of you growing your profile on certain platforms and be part of your marketing and your public relations. And the client, the uh, previous client responded to me in the email and she said, um, I was there in person at that conference and 
absolutely i would love to hear your thoughts on it and this is the same client that always says to me you know how i feel about pro bono i don't believe in you working for free and i was like it's okay it's okay i really want to learn how to do this correctly so that if i ever do charge you know i'll know what i'm doing but this kind of relationship that i had fostered with this um past client really led to a whole new opportunity and even though right now i'm still sworn to secrecy about what this new uh, adventure entails for me uh, also entails for my business oh my goodness it's so unexpected and it was so clandestine but at the same time i feel like god will move you in a certain way when you're hitting a wall you need to ask yourself like god why am i not getting this opportunity or you know I'm the best candidate for XYZ. I've seen what my um, my peers present and it's really not nearly as good as what I can do. So why am I not getting this? And it can't be my price because again, I've seen that I'm not even charging the highest. So again, why am I not getting this opportunity? And you get redirected and it turns into like a waterfall, an avalanche of unexpected opportunities. And so... The thing is, for me, because I'm so willing to do certain things pro bono for the sake of the experience and the bigger picture, and I'm not saying work for free, please don't if you, let's be responsible adults, right? But there is a genuine satisfaction that you will get from building meaningful business relationships um, compared to really fleeting interactions on platforms like Upwork. So Number one, yes, don't be quick to want to take clients off the platform. In fact, that is like so against the terms of service. You really want to read the TOSs and make sure that you're not moving clients off platform prematurely. But if the client activates a contract with you and then happens to share their email address or they invite you to a Zoom meeting that they've put together on their Zoom or their Google Meet or whatever it is, Teams, whatever it is that they want to use to speak to you i believe that it is a rare opportunity for you to kind of give more value than what you were hired for because what that does is it builds rapport with your clients right and it turns into a relationship where the client sees that for you it's not about a means to an end you actually want to kind of put in a little bit of ethics in what you do. You kind of, you want the client to have a good experience with you and that customer satisfaction is important for you. And so that's where the critical importance of trust in business um, comes in because the thing is only deep relationships are able to nurture trust. And slowly but surely, as you learn um, kind of quirks and intricacies about your clients, you'll know that, oh, that's absolutely not gonna work for them. Or while you're walking around and something pops up in your head, you, you can actually email them or send them a message on Slack or send them a message on WhatsApp, right? And say, oh my goodness, XYZ was going on and I immediately thought of you. And share a link if it's something that you saw either on social or on YouTube, or if it was a Netflix series, whatever it is, and just share that with zero expectation, because that is how you nurture this trust, right? So, okay, the elephant in the room, <laughs> as the paid squad know, is the current economy. 
So the question that um, the previous cohorts ask is where did all the good clients go? They're still there. You just have to adjust your view, right? So go back to basics. Remove all the the auto uh, um, stuff that comes into your mailbox directly with projects that you liked in the past. Unsubscribe from all of that and delete all the feeds, right? All the saved searches with all the projects that you liked in the past. And then think to yourself. In fact, we have inside the paid squad, the 12 week challenge, which requires everybody on week one to kind of do some introspection, do an audit of like, where do I want to be? How much is it going to take for me to get there? How should I budget? Great. Now we think about what do I like doing? It's no longer about what am I skilled at? What do I like doing and what will I be willing to learn, right? What am I excited to learn? When you note that, you can one, go to udemy.com and buy a course. If you're an F&B client, you can get a huge discount on Udemy courses and make sure that there's a certificate at the end. Or you can just cowboy it and be a total rock star and use YouTube University. And now you have something new to leverage for that new or higher income level. And the other thing that we learned this week inside our proposal sending sessions, especially with you, Amanda, shout out to you. Um, And next time, if you don't want me to say your name, I'll make up a pseudonym. I tend to do that for other people. So sorry, me. But um, what we did with Amanda was she said, listen, I'm an SMM. But I want to also branch out into conversion copywriting. I said, you better niche down. Yes, girl, because, you know, already copywriting is so broad. But when you bring it down to conversion copywriting and email marketing, that is like and then she said, yes, I have a certification in Clavio. So I'm, you know, Clavio certified. I said, yes. So now she really niched down as a copywriter. She's a conversion copywriter as an email marketer. She ensures high open rates, high click-through rates, and high conversions, which is basically the very last thing that a client needs from you is people to buy, right? So as a marketer, even if she wants to consider herself that, um, she has now a lot of leverage as opposed to back when she was just a social media manager, right? So you want to go back to basics, delete everything and start anew. Think of this platform Upwork. It is my oyster. And if that still doesn't get you the results fast enough, go back, check on previous clients, find out how they've been since you last talked to them, find out um, how the thing that you've built for them or created for them or etc. or audited for them. How's that going? And do they need an updated version or, you know, how are they using the resource? And I guarantee you, As long as you say, you know, no strings attached, I'm just checking in on you. I really, you know, I'm not asking you for any money. Um, This is a genuine or, hey, you just, you know, you went through my mind when I was X, Y, Zing. And I thought I'd check in on you and see how you're doing and whether or not, you know, what I did for you actually helped or what kind of improvements would you suggest now that we're here, right? In hindsight, what would you have needed more of? And if you want to go out on a limb, I'm just giving you some free game. If you want to go out on a limb, you can say to this um, past client, I'd be more than willing to do it for free to just make sure that um, 
you and I are still vibing as in I still understand your vibe. I still understand your, maybe if it's copywriting, your voice, your tone, your audience, right? Your products, your services, your solutions, your clients' pain points, all of that, right? And then I think it's also important for us to remain adaptable. Uh, the great thing about Upwork is that it can make you filthy rich. <laughs> the other great thing about Upwork is that it can make you complacent. Right. For years, my business coaches, my freelancing mentor even would tell me that I need to broaden my horizon. And the only time I remember broadening my horizon in the past was when my JSS tanked and my job success score. And that was the first and the last time that I ever crazily started marketing off platform. Um, I didn't bother with Upwork. I, back then, Connects didn't even exist. The concept of Connects didn't exist. I just kind of abandoned ship and then brought clients to the platform because they had incentivized it. So be adaptable. When things happen, the first thing that I do not want you to do is panic. Yeah, in the minute, you'll be like really shocked because how could this happen to me? But then I need you to recalibrate and go, okay, so this is no longer an option for me, or it is an option, but it's going to be an uphill battle. And I don't want to do that. Where else can I go where I can share um, value and build up my brand and then eventually get people to DM me or people who've interacted with me to actually recommend me. So referrals, referrals and DMs turn into a new goldmine for me. Brand comes back up. We fall back into complacency and we do Upwork full time instead of just going with the goose that lays the golden eggs and diversifying. So that is something that I would like you to consider moving forward. And if you don't understand necessarily what I mean, um, stay tuned, stay tuned or just join us in our group top rated freelancers getting paid or join the paid squad where it's just faster. You'll have daily access to me at different times of the day, every day, right? Monday to Friday. So another thing that will help you refocus on relationship building, actually, there's quite a few things. First one is genuinely engaging without expecting immediate returns. So I almost missed this one. I will say as recently as two days ago, I forgot that I was genuinely engaging with another client. Um, without expecting immediate returns. In fact, I totally agreed to do what's extremely um, time consuming, completely pro bono. And the client insisted on paying me something. And so then I went back into client contractor mode as opposed to client partner or client relationship mode or just purely relationship mode. And expected to be compensated for X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. And then the client had to actually remind me, well, hang on a second. Um, this is a red flag for me as a client. Um, do you not feel like maybe you're a fit for this project or uh, do you need to look elsewhere? And I, I remember reminded myself, oh, I'm about to fumble the bag because this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Again, I'm sworn to secrecy, but like this could change everything for me as far as in networking, uh, mentorship, access to resources, like everything, every, everything, everything. And the other really amazing thing is that this particular client cares about my mental 
well-being, my financial well-being, but also cares about you guys, the paid squad. Um, she's always checking in to see how we're doing, and I didn't really share the bad news about what happened this past weekend inside the squad. Um, I'm trying to keep that kind of... Eh, we're not going to focus on that, because anyways, it's handled, right? So the number one thing that I want you to do is to engage without expecting immediate returns. Then, where you do <laughs> want to maybe try to get immediate returns is when you leverage your existing networks or you reach out to old contacts or you just avail yourself to giving free value as often and as much as possible in communities where you have established rapport and if you haven't why haven't you uh, get on the waiting list for get paid now so i can show you how to do that and also even in this virtual world that we're living in i always want to remind you guys that there is a power in face-to-face -face interactions even if it's a virtual face-to-face -face, right in today's context there is power in you showing up showing up authentically showing up as yourself right with pimples on your face and not trying to be too prim and proper there is a power in that that level of vulnerability and that level of enthusiasm and finally um, something else that i think that you should think about when you're refocusing on relationship building is listening more than you speak um really hearing what a client needs from you is a lost art and this week for me was the i think the theme for the whole week was communication and listening before you speak or listening more than you speak you'd think a lawyer would know to listen more than they speak um, but yeah this week was not giving as far as that's um, concerned so I just want to um, encourage you guys listening to really reevaluate your current strategies um, ask yourself maybe is it time for me to shift back to basics do I need to delete all my saved searches on Upwork do I need to look outside of the platform where are the good clients at right and maybe they're on linkedin for you or maybe they're on facebook for you in facebook groups if you're a social media manager or maybe they're on instagram if you share enough valuable content or maybe they're on youtube if you teach clients how to do certain things and they would rather hire you to do it uh, for them as opposed to having to diy it because they have other bigger things to worry about right so when you evaluate your current strategies you can at least say this is working this isn't working and basically shift back to basics and honestly relationship building is not a buzzword in business it is an evergreen practice right regardless of any technological advances that we might have like social media becoming a way for us to get leads or artificial intelligence kind of removing that information symmetry at the end of the day relationship building is still the lifeblood of business a lot of people might even note that they went to really expensive schools not because um, they were going to get a better education although that is something that does happen in fact um, expensive schools are not just expensive you do get a higher quality higher standard of education but at the same time you get a network right and that is the part that you're really paying for that's the the implicit value of a network right so 
While tools and platforms will change, human connections are still constant. And if you're still with me on this riff, I try to be as succinct as possible. I don't like talking beyond 20 minutes these days. Um, I would like you to join me in reading a Bible verse together. First Corinthians uh, chapter one, verse chapter 13, excuse me, verse one to three. I saw two 13s in my head and I was like, oh, chapter one to three, what? Okay. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 to 3 says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all my um, possessions to the poor or all that I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And so I wanna leave you with that. What are you doing for love these days? What can you learn from Christ's love very unconditional so you can speak as many languages as you can you can speak in tongues but if you don't have love or give love it's just noise in the same way if you you can be amazing at what you do but if you don't foster relationships with people who's gonna see that amazingness who's gonna see that and will it matter so that's what I want to leave you with today, even though it's Friday and it's like really deep <laughs> for the morning. I just wanted you to have this to think about and ponder over during the weekend and then come back on Monday stronger than ever. Uh, really, really audit what you've given value in your life and how you can serve at the end of the day. Those who serve are actually the ones who will inherit the kingdom or be the ones to win at the end. They'll be the last men or women standing. And um, I'll see you next time, everyone. This was different, right? Just me speaking from the heart. I like it. <laughs>